With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day. This week, we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus visit gamblingcare.ie. This is a crowd podcast. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hello and welcome along to 21st Century Football, a podcast about football in the 21st century. We are back at Classic Football Shirts, if we sound a little bit different today. My name is Will Brazier and today we are talking about Sir Alex Ferguson. I'm joined by a man that maybe have a little bit to say about him. It's Statman Dave. Dave, how are you? I'm great. It's going to have a great time today talking about the greatest manager of all time. Um, if we don't score Fergie 90, <laughs> I'm not going to come back for the next episode. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to have... Not even joking. I don't want, I don't Straight <laughs> face. Like This is serious stuff. <laughs> but Fergie up front about... What, what is he, 76? I don't know if he'd be a good enough striker. <laughs> Fergie was a little, a little rocket up front. Horrible player to play against. Yeah. Strong, aggressive. Why not? I haven't got a time machine. Uh, he's pushing 80 though now, isn't he? So I don't know how useful he'll be. I don't know what his engine's like anymore. Adam Brown, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm really good. I'm excited. Put on a little episode today. Um, can you enjoy Fergie? Yeah. I mean, how can you not? Even as a City fan, if, you, if you're going to sit there and say you don't respect him for what he's done and appreciate him to be one of the greatest managers of all time, you're just lying to yourself. Okay, don't. I'm Come glad on. you're honest. Cause Come there's, on. There's some people that maybe been on this podcast, still on this podcast, maybe <laughs> sat near to that wouldn't be that honest. Yeah, who doesn't, he maybe don't respect kind of one of the greatest premiership strikers of all time just because he plays for City. And it's not yeah. Neve and it's not Joe Premier McGraw. League or Premiership. Oh, okay. All right. City yeah. weren't very good in the Premier League. Dave, I'll stop you okay. there. We are at Classic Football Shirt. So, speaking on that, what is the first Manchester United shirt that springs to mind when I say Fergie for you, Dave? Well, we're doing it in the 21st century. Let's, let's you get can have what you want. First. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a little bit of free reign in this bit. I will rein you straight back in. 
2007. Wow. What a shirt. Iconic. Yeah. 21st century. We've got to stick with it, right? What's that? Vodafone? Vodafone. AIG. AIG. I don't know why we're talking about sponsors, but yeah, cool. Um, Lovely, long-sleeved, classic Ronaldo shirt, that. No gold. No gold. Can't see, think the of thing, what he's talking the, about. The, the Vodafone's the one that springs to mind for me. The yeah. Van Nistelrooy kind of Green era. Newcastle. Yeah, the Van Nistelrooy, um, Skulls, I think Varon, weirdly. I know that, you know, probably, you know, it wasn't an amazing kind of era, but, you know, United won loads when they, in those kits. But I just keep thinking of that Van Nistelrooy, Diego Forlan, that kind of era. Uh, that's one that springs to mind for me. Dave, seen as it is the penultimate episode, I will give you, I will let you off the leash a bit because there's a Manchester United shirt that we've seen but that has a bit of history and a story behind it, isn't it? The grey shirt. That's the one. The grey shirt. Bang, we're on. <laughs> I thought you'd had a couple hey! of under the balls. Had a couple of beers as well, haven't we? Come yeah, really. on, lads. Wish we had. Um, Production team, please. But yes, why is that one so unique and special? Um, well, in terms of the, the, it's Fergie, it's the one that Fergie got really riled up with in the 90s. Oh. Keep shouting about me for talking about the 90s and suggest me I'm, talking I'm about I'm giving the, you a on. little bit of Lee, Lee space. Lee space? But Who's no, Fergie... Lee? Fergie um, I'm Lee. Got very frustrated... The weather wasn't great. Right. Fog. Blame the, uh, was it the 6-3 defeat to Southampton? Yeah. On, uh, on a shirt. Gr- look, Fergie was very, very He's good at pushing blame. Blended into the crowd as well, I think, was something that he said. Right. At the time. Did they, did they change it halfway through the game? I'm I sure thought they, they changed it halfway. Did you say Southampton's quite a grey place, Will? Uh, I did used to live in Southampton. Yes, it is quite grey, yeah. Just trying to think of many sunny times. Um... No, it is quite grey, so that would... So he backs up Fergie's claim. Yeah, no, yeah, me and Fergie sort of on the same wavelength. Didn't they go to a nice little blue number afterwards? Yeah. They still lost. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of one of those things, isn't it? Um, We are speaking about Sir Alex Ferguson today then. What is the first memory that springs to mind for you, Ad, as a Man City fan? Is it defeat, pain, misery? Do you know what the first memory for me, it's probably actually not anything to do with City. It's that first uh, Premier League win, that 92-93. Really? Yeah, definitely. Um... Just whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on a minute. Oh, hold on a all minute. Right, yeah. Listen, yeah, this let, is twenty-first century. Uh, I get hammered all the time. Yeah, this man, this man is a professional. He will come on to the let, story that intertwines yeah, with the twenty-first. Before century. you shoot me down, let me. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I get yeah. you, mate. You got, he you got gets, a he, gets, he got a leash. You got a cameraman being twitching. He, he, he got a bit of leeway. I, suddenly, I go ninety-two. Whoa! Yeah. Hang on a minute. Shoot your kegs, pal. This lad knows what Listen, he's doing. my first memory is that. Yeah, my first memory in the twenty-first century. Thank you. There you go, you see, professional. Um, is probably going to be, I mean, for me, not first memory in terms of chronological order, but something that springs to mind, Champions League. Yeah. Champions League, I mean, just that team that he put together, you look back at that team now, it, un- incredible. Like, the, 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 the strength and depth they had. I mean, even compare it to what they've had since, it's absolutely you look at the strength of the bench even that night and the team how it, how they complemented each other just it, it, I think that was probably for me probably the best team that he that, that he put together I think is he a bit of a granddad figure for you Dave yeah father figure I'd say I was pretty upset when he retired in 2013 say father or granddad father okay yeah just to let the listeners know my age um, but no, he's he's a he's, a, he's, a, he's someone though, that sits that, yeah. sits quite on a on a position where in English football I don't think anyone's ever going to beat him. No. I think the longevity that that he had and the success was incredible. And I think that's something that you've got to look at Ferguson that it isn't a Ferguson from the nineties. It's not a Ferguson from the two thousand, not from the two thousand and tens. But it's the entirety of what he what he did at Manchester United and how he 
he kept on rebuilding. When we look at the, the records three in a row, you know, it was a big thing that Manchester United fans jive at a l- number of clubs. That is a massive thing. Winning three Premier Leagues in a row is huge. Not been done since Fergie. And we think about the quality of the Premier League now and the quality of managers in the Premier League, but that hasn't been done, shows how good he was at rebuilding. But And that's but, something that you've got in terms of, you have to look at things in a, in a different way because a lot of managers that we've seen from the 90s to now that sit on there, that rest on their laurels, and that wasn't what Fergie did. The, the thing is, though, that it is, it's hard because he was given the time. And all right, yeah, the argument was that he was delivering, but... He's not won the league. He wasn't winning the league every single year. If he won it thirteen times, won yeah, the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, but how many? How many years was it United? But he still won the Premier League thirteen times. But even most successful but, ever yeah, manager. I'm not disputing that. Like, he is. To he dispute is, is, is but, that thirteen in, in yeah. his, his entirety of his 26 career at United was bad. That's one every two years. Yeah, that's so pretty if, incredible. If Guardiola had that many years at City, how long has Guardiola struggled to get back to the top after the Centurion year? It's taken him two years. Fergie did it the next year. It's just clean yeah, facts. It's only one year difference, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's but then what... So the previously to that, Guardiola came into the league. It took him a year to get the title first and foremost. Yeah. How many years did it take Fergie? Yeah, but that's, we're playing a different game right now. We're playing a game where he's come with a team that's built for him. Ferguson built Manchester United in a sense in, from, from, his, from his takeover in the 80s to the 90s. So it, he, he literally... Uh, Busby built the club in the in the fifties. Oh, wait, well, I'll give you nineties, mate. But we'll not give you fifties. I got, I got then, sold off for the nineties before. Now, now, the now Russian books out. Not, we have to have a look at what Fergie did. I'm not and, and you look at Liverpool, for example. Recent memory won the won the league under Jurgen Klopp. They were sitting in seventh in the league for a lot of the season. City, same thing, didn't retain the the, the Premier League. And I think that's something that you got to look at Fergie and and his methodology of how he's done it. Incredible. Do you think that that he, he has, but he did benefit from the fact that. He got the time though, because you know if you're a manager of City, maybe not Liverpool, Chelsea, whatever, you're not going to get three, four years to 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 not. You can't even if you don't win. If if, if how many years has Guardiola had? Right. Yeah, but he's won stuff. Let, let me interject here, gentlemen. This is not going to become a slangy match. We are not that sort of podcast. We're here to celebrate football, celebrate Fergie. I'll let you. Add- I'll let you your tennis match. I know, I know yeah. Hey. I saw so, you so sinking down. No, I was, I was, and I was enjoying it, but let's get back on track. Iconic moments for Fergie. Where do you start? Where do you even begin? Where do you even begin? That's a great point, Will. I think what, what we mentioned as well about the quality in the rebuilding, that was more evident as soon as he left, wasn't it? Because when you look at some of them sides that won the Premier League title near the end of his career, and then you actually look at like some of the starting 11s with... What was it when Pogba left and he was left at a central midfield and it was like a midfield? Of... He was a kid. No, oh, it was like Fabio. No, I'm trying to support you here, Dave. <laughs> Good God, man! It was like yeah, it... Fabio and Raphael or something in midfield. But and, that shows yeah. how much of a good manager he was because he could mm. elevate the players, and that's the biggest thing is that they, the, the ceiling of players. Ferguson would always break that with O'Shea, with Wes Brown, with Darren Fletcher. There, there's so many players through the years that he massively improved in a sense and got something out of. And I think that's when you look back and you don't, you know, you don't necessarily think about the, the big players, but you think about those squad players. And I think that's what it was a squad game. Yeah. I think Ferguson was massively ahead of his time in terms of utilizing his squad. Certain players would fulfill certain roles in certain games. You know, for example, Arsenal, they picked taller players. They picked more physical players. They picked more aggressive players mm-hmm. because they knew that they could get under Arsenal's skin. And that was at a period where Arsenal were dominant. Yeah. This is not the Arsenal that we have today that are an absolute mockery of the, the old institution that Wenger built. This is Arsenal Football Club, second, first, Premier League titles, Champions League finals. Yep. 
that is the Arsenal we're talking about. And the, the battle between them both was great. But I think going back to back to Ferguson and and how he evolved and how he you know moved the club on, I think that's definitely something where you have got to look at as being iconic in a sense that in a way that created all these moments that created two thousand and eight. Yeah, that created the Premier League titles in you know from two thousand and three onwards. Yeah, and I'd say the, the probably the most iconic thing if you've uh, I've read a number of his autobiographies all all really good. There's a moment think, in the, how many autobiographies he's got? Sorry, I think I've read three. I don't know how many he's got. <laughs> I mean, great bloke. Not going to knock that. Great career, but three autobiographies. You don't think you could have three? Well, not me. I'm going to have a chapter, but <laughs> three autobiographies is a little bit much for me. But there's a moment where he's he's talking about the Champions League final, um, and he's he's doing the he's sat there, and this is pre-game. This is where it's like a tense environment. And I think he he looked back on 99. I think he came in it with too much intensity. And he just simply came into the dressing room, sat down. was like, I'm happy. I've done my job. Looked around the room. It's part of Ji Sung from South Korea that's come over here. We've got Patrice Everett that's come from a poor background in France. We've got Wayne Rooney from Toxteth. We've got, um, you know, Carlos Tevez from, from Buenos Aires. We've got Cristiano Ronaldo from Madeira. I've done my job. Yeah. I've got you, you players here. And, I've, you know, you're here right now and... It's now time to enjoy it. Yeah. And I think that evolution in himself, in such a high-pressure moment, like we talk about high-pressure moments in, in sport a lot. That's a Champions League final. You're the manager. You've got a lot of calls to make. Yeah. And, and to have that as a almost calmness yeah. before the storm, it shows great about his character and his ability to motivate people. They didn't need to say anything. No. The players we, themselves had to identify that they're in this position, they've got to go and do it. I've also seen recently as well, a lot of the players that were part of that era, especially later on, like Rio Ferdinand talking about, like Fergie didn't do the coaching sessions, but as soon as he was on campus, it was sort of like mafia boss. You know, everyone put their performance up 5%, 10%. Everyone was to attention and he had that aura around yeah, him. Yeah, I think that's a, a massive part of it. Just his presence and, and like we said before, once he retired you sort of sense that that, that presence had, had kind of gone, even though he was still kind of lingering around a little bit, but he wasn't the man in control. And I think that it takes a kind of a, a special kind of person for everyone to buy into. And I think nowadays you don't really get that as much, you know, with, with managers because it's so transient, you know, in terms of people coming and going. But if you can get someone like that who people believe in, they buy into, and, it, you know, you, you kind of hear people talking about him and he's one of them people that he knew everyone's name at, at the, the training ground, at the club doesn't matter if you're in the first team or if you you know just work in, in a role within the club somewhere he seems to know you and seems to care about you so I think there's a a lot of that that human side of of him it, it kind of trans you know people could argue go oh, well just the manager's there to just pick the team and, and tactics but I think having those extra kind of facets of his character actually made the team play better if you know what I mean it, it's weird to think that because it's 11 players going out on a pitch at the end of the day but actually them kind of buying into him as a person uh, you know, I think massively benefited the team, really. He's had a few rivalries over the year. We mentioned Wenger, um, but also I was thinking even ones in his team, Roy Keane, David Beckham, Ruud van Nistelrooy. I was going to say that, the, you know, we were talking about motivation and mm. kind of the, the, the hairdryer treatment. Yeah. You know, that was something that was banded around. Was that a, a phrase coined by off. him? Where it does coined hairs... by the players and the media. Was that because he used the hairdryer or was that because he had hot breath? Because he went off, Will. He went really off. Yeah, would you use the hairdryer? He didn't go play better, and he's like going, "Mate, these people get to the top. You don't know what sort of techniques." They yeah, use yeah, you don't want to question it. He just no. All he had to do was he, he had one in his pocket, and he'd go, 
and you, you want, go, do you want this or so not? Right, and I'll then I go, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I'll play better. But that incident with the, the boot and Beckham, kicking the boot at Beckham. That's prime Beckham. Allegedly. That was like prime 2000s football, that, mm. just before David Beckham left for... Real Madrid and I think that was the beauty of Ferguson he knew when your time was up before you even knew it's your time cr- was but, up and the, the players that he got rid of like think of like a Van Nistelrooy or they weren't like at the end they weren't bad no, no, do no. You know what I mean they weren't play, they were at, say the top of the games in some cases but to have the, the the courage to actually do that and actually kind of stick to your morals that that much but then being able to rebuild is unbelievable you think how many managers could do that where they take out one of the best players in the, in the team. But it's, it's the, the the thing behind that is, is is even more important. Like it's football, it's a team sport. To create a team environment, you have to do things like that. I think Ferguson's brilliant with, for example, a David Beckham when David Beckham was at a point becoming bigger than the club. Yeah, and that's a massive thing. You think about a team a team environment that you are together, push pulling the same way. You have to have those socialist ideology about yourself because you're a team. And then even just on the fact of like the managers that I mean, he had. He was pulling pants down left, right, and centre, wasn't he? Keegan, Benitez, <laughs> Wenger, multiple occasions. So many managers cracked up. Rafa Benitez was a great one. Facts. Keegan was uh, another one, but that was obviously in the nineties. Yeah, no, I let you slide. Did someone want to pull him up? Oh no, you know, penultimate one. We were on the beach. You know, we're, we're laid back, <laughs> we're chilling. Um, but he just seemed to have that psychological battle over, even like the new guys. You know, Mourinho, Mourinho. won a few, but then. Sort of got the better of him eventually. Do you reckon who really got under his skin, who, who maybe took... I mean, because I think he, he did get the better of Wenger. Or, you know, the stats speak for themselves, really, don't they, over the course of that, that period, even though they did win a couple. I think Mourinho did get under his skin a little bit, but then it kind of turned into a, a respect thing, didn't it, really, I suppose? Yeah, well, I think the, the first moment with Mourinho sliding down the, the oh, strap and end on his knees, that would have wound Ferguson up. And that, that was a, a point of real tactical innovation in the Premier League and it was by Mourinho. Mourinho brought that philosophy across of playing three midfielders and Ferguson took that and that was the greatness of Ferguson that he analysed what was working with his own team, with the league and he'd adapt with Europe. You know, United played a different style of football in Europe versus the Premier League. Little things like controlling the tempo more, having another midfielder in there, throwing Michael Carrick in there in every single game with two players ahead of him and I think that from from an evolutionary point from initially playing a you know a 4-4-2 or a 4-4-1-1 where you've got you know pretty distinctive shape the most teams are playing to that and then you look at players that, he, that he's worked within the systems and shapes he's created systems to get the best out of players mm. such as Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. good lad Cristiano Ronaldo's only here because of Ferguson which I think has got one of his iconic moments for me what? just the development of Ronaldo well even the um, the sort of um the pursuit of him as well, wasn't it? Because you were playing sport in Lisbon, the, the game had finished in the Champions League, he'd had a fantastic game, all the players are waiting to go back to Manchester, sat on the coach, an hour turns into two, two hours turns into three, and allegedly, that's where Cristiano Ronaldo was signed, because Fergie... They definitely would have known about him, it's so funny that they paint that story, it's a lovely story, but they definitely would have known about him. No, but him I think in terms of like the negotiations to get him, to yeah, get him in, that was a bit... The, the story is that Gary Neville came back to the dressing room and was oh, like, yeah, he's yeah. been ruined by this guy. You've got to sign him. Yeah, 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 come on. Yeah. It's a great story. Let's, let's and the scouts are going, who? We've never, <laughs> yeah. What? Who is it? Never heard of him, mate. He's on the wing. What's he doing? You're listening to 21st Century Football. We're just going to take a little break and then we'll be back. Hello. Um, hello there. What voice do you want me to do? We will do a little bit. I'll just do my voice. Do your voice. Yeah, thanks. Hello, I'm Joe Marler. People think I hate people, but I don't. (laughs) 
I actually love interaction with people. I love finding out what jobs they do and whether I could do what they do. The Joe Marler Show. Joe Marler Show. With new episodes every Wednesday. When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day, this week we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus. Visit gamblingcare.ie. Oh no, is it everywhere? No, sure, stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing. Whether it's cancelled plans... Ah, ah, get in the kitchen and calm down. ...or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected. We're all going to give one iconic moment... Has to be in the 21st century. What would it be? Add. I'm not going to... I was going to say 2008, but I'm just going to go with it. I said the general development of Ronaldo as 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 the mo- as a moment. From 2003, was he signed? I think it was when he came as a, a teenager and he was, you know, no end product and all that. And he had great... To, for, for, from, to go from there to 2008, 2009, he's unbelievable and and you see the respect that Ronaldo still has for him today and he just develops him just as a player and as a person and made him into this sort of you know worldwide megastar that he is best player in the world you know of the probably going to say currently but you know what I mean for that for me that's got to be Ferguson's iconic 21st century moment I think so Dave, for you, what is Fergie's most iconic moment? I think there's, it's unfair to say most. I think there's so many. Yeah. The league titles, the Champions Leagues. There's an iconic picture of him with, with Ronaldo in Moscow, which definitely sticks in memory. But I think the most iconic part of his career was knocking Liverpool off their perch, something that he said that he was going to do, and he did. And I think that um, encapsulates Ferguson that even with the last team that he had that wasn't a great team but still had Robin van Persie's goals in it sensational season that Robin had at, at Manchester United and he came to United to win a trophy from Arsenal but that tight league title absolutely massive um you know extending the lead over Liverpool and I think that's a big thing that Ferguson came he did and he conquered English football that's what he set out to do mission complete love that um we're nearly mission complete but we've got one final thing to do and that is rank Sir Alex Ferguson, which just the sentence just sounds a bit weird. So when we get to the ranking, we start off with, would you like to go for a drink with him? Yeah, have you seen his wine collection? A lot of wine chat today, actually. Maybe, a lot of wine maybe, collection. Yeah. Big, expensive. He's going to know the Merlots from your... Perlos. Perlos. <laughs> hey, that's a spin-off podcast. Someone get that down. Yeah, yeah. Um, copyright. I just feel nervous for drinking it, though. You know, when it gets over a tenner, I'm like, this is, this is too posh for me. Come on, mate. I've seen you at Jimmy's. You always get Jimmy's didn't do wine, Pat. <laughs> you always We're drinking wine at Jimmy's. Um, that's enough Jimmy's chat. We should really like to get him as a sponsor. Would you like to go for a drink with him? I'd say yeah, 10. So yeah. many stories. So much you could learn from Ferguson it, in your life. What was you asking? What was the one question you'd ask him? Like, would you, would, if you could question him on any th- decision that he's made, like that you've not quite understood, maybe about a player or whatever. And you can be critical here, Dave. Was he going to celebrate Wayne Rooney the season after? And who was he going to bring in? 
Who would he want to sign? Mm. What team was he looking at at that point in European football to model his next team on? Yeah, that'd be. What yeah. question would you ask him? Probably, I'd probably say, why do you think Veron didn't work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but like, and that's not me having because listen, he you know, if you he, he was a great player and yeah, yeah. He, 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 just he, work, he, he just didn't work out, did it? Um, I'd want to know. Did he actually really think David Moyes was going to work, or did he just do it to show him how good Fergie was? Yeah, the, uh, do you know what I mean? Oh, it's not worked out. Oh, damn it! So annoying. <laughs> how many glasses of wine do you have to do yeah. before you have the guts to ask him that though? <laughs> Straight in. Ten. Um, <laughs> I'd have a drink with Fergie. Be unbelievable. As a City it? fan, out. What would I feel like? He'd you know you'd get on the good side of him. And then yeah, he, you, you know, know it's take, not, you take know, it's, a little bit. Yeah, it'd all be a laugh, wouldn't it? It'd be what you know. He'd, he'd probably have a bit of a, he'd be having a, you know laugh about the uh, noisy neighbours, the Brian Horton days, and the yeah. you know the Frank Clark day, all that. He'd be having a laugh. He'd have a laugh about that. I think he'd be the stories. I mean, he's just like he'd be an encyclopedia of knowledge in terms of football. It'd be great just to sort of go a bit more in depth about some of those like European games and stuff. It's got to be a 10 on it. And just in sheer terms of longevity of his career, yeah. the players that he's seen, the matches he's experienced. The managers, he worked with a great Jock Steen as well. Yeah, and that's yeah. a, another whole part you, of his life. Yeah, and you think of the managers at the start of his career that he'd, he'd probably been up against right through to that. He's gone through multiple generations of managers there. So it's got to be a 10. Sounds like he's killing them off. <laughs> Uh, just to, to confirm, Veron did win the Premier League at Manchester United. Yeah, yeah. But come on, how much of a hand did he have in it though? Was yeah, he I, can't let you, I can't let you get away with things okay. like that. All right, okay. In, the, mean, in the 21st century as well, if he was 90s, maybe. Yeah, let it slip. Did he? I mean, did he go on to be an integral part of the United teams well, after that? We, probably not. Look, you've had your Tetar test. Let's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go for a ten for Fergie as well. So that's ten. It's got to be on it. It has to be because that's. I mean, that could be. That could be a week drinking session that could be a good old Marbella 2025 you'd take him to Italy wouldn't you Italy would be a good shout actually or just to go do, to Scotland do you know what I'd ask him I'd ask him which manager brought the worst wine you know if, or you know, who's got the poorest taste in, uh, in in drinks for the after game wines that they do Pardew because Pardew would think he's bringing something classy and it'd just be <laughs> trash yeah, absolutely I know trash. that Tony Pulis has got a good eye for a wine has he yeah wow um, we move on to five-a-side. Now, I've been told, apparently, it's not him playing in the team um, at the ripe old age of 80. What is he, 81, 82? Apparently, he's managing it. Um, Dave, would you want Fergie as your manager on the five-a-side pitch? Ten. Okay. I think I'll let that speak well, for itself. Ad, what about you? Yeah, I mean, ten, but you would be slightly worried that if you, you know... Do the, the you know if you sort of start thinking you're bigger than the five side team, you, you're gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want prima donnas like you. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. If, if, anyway. you, if you celebrate a goal too much, or if you play too well, and suddenly he's like, oh, he thinks he's a bit too big for his boots, you might find yourself you've been transferred to a different team in the Power League. You, still, you don't have to go. You don't like, look. There's a narrative here that Dave's trying to build, and I don't want you to feel any pressure. <laughs> so if you don't there's want to big pressure here, no, I'll listen, judge you come on. I mean, if you say if if you could pick any manager to manage your five side team, you're picking for. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, so you're going for ten. Yeah, go on. Yeah, oh. it's got to be, on it? I'm going for six. <laughs> Why are you going for six? No, no, you can't just throw a six out there. What's the reasons? Right, when I go to play five-a-side football... Absolute rubbish. Are you going to let me speak? I pay, what, five, six pounds a session. Right. I'm there to fitness, and then the competitive nature probably comes second. If I see a hairdryer, if he gets at me, I don't want that sort of stress. 
Yeah, but it's just later on, he's a calm man these days. It, there's going to be no stress. Think of the last few seasons, Will. Like if he you're, saw me you're building this, dallying on the ball, you're, you're building this about. monster. <laughs> I'm there to play but, against my mates. Look, he's managed all these these charity games. It's all calm now, collected. Well, no, I'm sorry. It's my rating. I Dave. just think I think your six is just uh, terrible. Why? What, who's, it's what he's I managing say. your fantasy. Who would you rather t- have? Would you like a more chilled out, like par- like a Pardew, more chilled out of like, a bit of banter, a bit of, bit of a laugh? All right, I'll go, You're not s- I'll go seven. <laughs> seven? What, what, why is he losing three points? Huh? Why is he losing three points? You've got to give me a defined risk. I'm not letting this up. Why are you giving three... What, what's the three points for? Angry. What, he's not angry anymore. We spoke about this. How do you know he's not angry? This is like when you said Aguero didn't have a good sleeping routine when he got to <laughs> Manchester. Do you want me to go into details with that? On well, this I, I had it confirmed by a source <laughs> that was playing with him at the time that he had a lovely futon. So... <laughs> That wasn't the only thing that he enjoyed. I will go for an eight and that is my final. What are you this Why? Why is he losing two points? An eight is my final. What are you saying? You don't want a boot in your eye at the end of the the game. I don't want to be assaulted and I don't want someone to be angry on the sidelines. Why is that two points? Shut your mouth. Um, And iconic moments. Um, Did he have an iconic career? I think we all know the answer. He's got, yeah. Six is all round. (laughs) Ten. Didn't win a battle. Do yours first, please, Will. Huh? Do yours first. I'm, no, I'm last. No, you're doing yours first, please. Okay. Ten. Thank you. It's ten, mate. It's got to be. Look ten. at you. You're See, we lost, we lost, we've lost two points from you being yeah. an idiot. So that is 88. I love how he made you do yours <laughs> first. How is he not the, the perfect, the, the complete score here? Look, when I Look. for your score, you give your score. When I give mine, don't intimidate me. Okay? Is that clear? Absolutely not. Right, 88. I think that puts him top of the leaderboard. Are you happy with that? Well, I wanted Pirlo to be up there as well, but obviously you guys ruined that. Well, I'll ruin it as I want. Uh, massive thanks to Classic Football Shirts for having us today. We really enjoyed our time here. And that is the end of the episode. Alex Ferguson, top of the leaderboard. Sir Alex Ferguson. I don't want to... Um, I've given, been given the eye by Statman Dave. Uh, we've got to chat about one of the finest managers of the 21st century and probably the 20th century as well. Um, massive thanks to Statman Dave. Thank you. I'd just say, come on, are you going to re- change your score? I've gone, from, <laughs> I've gone from a six to an eight. Add, thanks, mate. Yeah, no worries, mate. Um, if you would like to listen to another podcast, please search for the Football Book Club, a club where instead of reviewing great literature, they review footballers' autobiographies and they're about to read the Michael Owen trilogy. Three Ooh. Michael Owen books, Dave, on the bounce. You'd enjoy that, wouldn't you? Absolutely not, but I'd love the review. The yes. review would be good. I'd ra- I don't want to read it myself, but I'd love people to review it because there's I mean, a lot of funny stuff there. You were stunned that Fergie had three autobiographies and Michael Owen's got three. <laughs> exactly. Whose would you rather read? Find out. Thanks for watching. <laughs> it sound right, boy. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.